I love Christ, but it's the church that I have a problem with. Can someone be saved and following Christ, but disconnected from the gathering of God's people in a local church body? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Columbus, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.com. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Let's um, just get right into it and start with the question that was submitted. It says this, is church member practiced in the Bible and does church membership matter? Is church membership practiced in the Bible? Is it in, is it in the scriptures? That's a great question. We love those uh, kind of practical questions that say, hey, show me in the scriptures, right? Um, I guess that's what we're here to do of you know, taking these questions on life theology in the church, we want to look to the scriptures. And so church membership, you know, that's really the uh, a good question. I guess maybe we should even, uh, before we answer the question, is really kind of define, well, what is church membership? Right. Yeah? You know, we hear that. And so what what is, is church membership like being a part of a, a social club? Is it part of, a, you know, being on a sports team? What is, like, what is church membership something you pay your dues for yeah um yeah i think there's there's even in in the christian in, in the christian circles uh there's kind of a uh a, a mysticism sometimes about what church membership is and i think the the first thing to say is that church membership you know doesn't save you right, right. like you're not uh once you're a church member you know means you're saved or something like yeah. that interestingly interestingly though like you should be saved to be a part of the church you know if we right. looked at if we look at kind of what the church is right so to, to to be a member of the church well you'd have to be a, a christ follower right. right so um but but i think sometimes people kind of in some ways think of church membership as this really crazy signing your life away type of deal right where where i think really church membership is is as simple and as clear as just you know committing to a local group of believers right right committing to a uh, a leadership that you know god has ordained at, at a certain church body that's right right and saying that i'm going to submit to authority here i'm going to be open to being um sanctified through the body and mm-hmm. i'm going to commit to serving here and, yeah. and using the gifts that god has given me right and right. and commit to growing here through the through the body that god is growing here right right it's it's mystified i like that word that you used by the way uh, but it's mystified because it's been practiced in so many different ways and, yeah you know in a variety of denominations and you know depending upon who you ask will depend upon their you know their experience with this and uh and, and what influences really what comes to mind when they think about that and so really we got to get to the scriptures and i think you you've adequately described that it's well first it's a it's 
church membership is amongst believers because the church is the body of Christ. Right. And then we are, as 1 Corinthians 12 says, members of one another. Mm. And so then because the church is universal, and so that's really also where we kind of have to delineate in our minds is we have the global church or right, the, the universal C, church, yeah. capital C church, all believers uh, since the birth of the church, you know, that are uh, uh, that have been saved or regenerate in Christ. And so there's a sense that when we're saved, we are born into the church, if you will. We now become a member and we are connected to this uh, global family of believers. Uh, But the expression of that then is in local churches. Where you live, uh, the gathering of God's people that uh, you align with, um, that you share, uh, you know, convictions with and then whom are submitted to one another in growing with one another. It's a, uh, it's that you know both and relationship of I need you to grow in my life. I need your giftedness. I need your accountability. I need uh, your encouragement and instruction. Um, and you also need me. God has gifted me differently, uh, and uh, and and so a family all works together with various roles, various giftedness, and comes together for the God. God's glory and uh, the good of one another. And so it boils down to Christians being committed to one another under a, um, you know, a united leadership and united convictions and united uh, ministry and, and purpose and mission and all that. And, uh, and that's uh, all, you know, all expressed in the, really the gathering of God's people coming together and then doing life together as we see. Right. So. Like, like you said, when, when we're saved, we're saved into, to the church, right? The, you know, not to, not to open a rabbit hole, but to the Catholic church, the whole church, the right. universal church, right. Right. right? We're saved to that, you know, once we're, we're, right. we're justified and we have faith in Christ. Right. Right. And but, when you say Catholic, you're not meaning the Roman Catholic right. church, but that, that uh, there's the rabbit hole. The, yeah. The, the old, the, 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 the original bigger word, yes, of the word, the universal unified, church, the whole global body yeah, of believers, which, right. which is what it, what it means in the original language. But, um, you know, so we're saved to that, right? We're yep. saved to to the body of Christ, right? That's where that's what that's who's Christ. That's mm-hmm. who Christ is coming to to redeem and to reconcile back to Himself, right? Um, but that being said, we're called to be a part of our local body, like you sure. said, the expression of it. You know, you think um, a- as a Christian, you know, I can't just get saved, you know, here in New Braunfels and expect to, you know, be um, being held accountable by my Christian brothers and sisters across the world in Africa or right. in London, right? Like we right. have, there's just no connection there except for the fact that, you know, we are saved in Christ and we are brothers. Yeah. And, and that is why the beautiful part of, of being a Christian is that that is why when we would ever meet each other, we do have something massively in common and right. that is Christ. But, but other than that, like on a day-to-day kind of practical level, there's no accountability, there's no... Uh, what's happening in my life, what's happening in their life. Right. Um, and that's where, like, we can't really function as a body, per se, right. in that sense, right? Right. And that's where me being plugged in and part of a local body in my community right. is where we do have a chance to be the body, yeah. right? Where I'm 
part of the body and the body is part of me and we're working together to 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 do what god has called us to do that's right that's right and here here is the rub particularly in america because you you're highlighting a a very significant point it is about our commitment to community Mm. and in america or in the west in particular we you know we idolize individualism right and and so we don't want people holding us accountable. Mm. We don't. We don't want to be responsible for others. I'm going to do what I want to do, and you can do what you want to do. It's kind of the prevailing cultural mentality. Uh, whereas we see throughout the scriptures that that's that's just not the case. You know, right. yeah, we are unique. We are individuals. We are uniquely personally gifted, um, but we're not private individuals. We yeah. were made to live in community. That we're not we're not islands unto ourselves. Right. Um, and we God has designed us to need one another. Uh, the teaching of one another, the encouragement of one another, the the exhortation and the rebukes of one another. All those 40-plus New Testament one another's are lived out within the communal commitment to one another. And that's really what church membership then is all about. Yeah, and it's and it's your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's yeah. not your friends. It's not your family. It's not your local, you know, you're just kind of your, your friend group that you're close with that you're maybe evangelizing to. It's your your family, your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? right. And there's an organization uh, to that, you know. And the question uh, states is: Is church membership practiced in the Bible? Well, mm. yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you see the examples of it in the Book of Acts as the church is being organized. You know, right from the get go in Acts chapter two, uh, these uh, these disciples are gathered together to hear the preaching of God's word, and uh, and they're devoted to four things: to the apostles teaching to the breaking of bread to the fellowship and the prayers and so right there you see here's a a group of people organized together coming together sitting under a shared leadership uh, of the apostles of sharing life together fellowship of sharing in the ordinances together breaking bread and having meals together and a commitment to praying together mm. and so all they're coming together and then it says they go and they break out into into houses and are meeting together throughout the week so like you said they're living life together and organized into these smaller groups of people that are um, that know each other on a deeper level and 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 even the fact that they that there are numbers there it says and three thousand were saved to that that day and so the idea that they are organized and they are yeah. taking counts of people and even if they're general counts but they at least know who's there who's committed who's a part of this and who is not yeah I think the the general rebuttal that that we might hear sometimes is that we don't see the words church membership right, right? and there's not a delineated process of how church membership is is to to be done right but you know i think that's really like an over an over like we're we're complicating it unnecessarily right what we see and really what we mean by church membership is is like this this organization of of committed people to a to a body right and 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 we know we see it all throughout like you're saying the new testament you know you think of you know, Paul, when he's writing letters to certain churches, he's saying, hey, this guy is from that church over there. Yeah. He's coming. We love him because he's our brother in Christ. Right. Yeah. Welcome and, him and greet him and treat him as family. Yeah. And see, so that's that's a great example of where you see the, the universal church at work, right? Like right. he's our brother in Christ. Right. But also like he's part of that body. He's part of that local body. And so right. we welcome him in. But like, you know, even there you see that there is this idea and of church membership we're like right. this guy belongs to that group right um and not in a weird like we're not going to accept him or they're weirdos right. or like 
no it's it's that like he's committed to those leaders over there you know right. he's committed to that body uh, of believers right and when he comes you know we welcome him because he's our brother in christ you know you think of like you know you're on vacation and you just you go to a church uh and you worship with them like it's a it's what we're called to do right worship right. Right. with with believers right. um but you know you go you show up and you oh yeah you know i'm a part of this church yeah. visiting we're in town whatever right but um you see that in the new testament right, right. you see right. that this These recommendations like, and this interconnectivity amongst the churches yeah. right and 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 really like that's that's you know going into and maybe we could we can talk about more examples of it but going into does it matter well absolutely it matters because on a practical level like yeah. where our sanctification our building up of one another our our practicing of our gifts right yeah. our edification of the brothers like that all happens in the context of your local church yeah right yeah it, it doesn't happen like with my like i was just saying like i can't do that with my brothers and sisters in christ overseas right. like i just i just right. can't we love them yeah it doesn't mean that we don't yeah. care about them and we support them right we right. support church planning over like that's what's super awesome about the gcc that we get that opportunity here at our church to support like the work that god is doing overseas right. um and when we get to go and be you know like literally a part of it for even just a little while it, it's great and it's awesome yeah. but but the fact is like my my community and the brothers that i am being built up by and the ones that i'm being sanctified um by and and hopefully sanctifying as well like it's the people here at my church it's the the people in my ministry teams that i work real close with um it's it's the men in my small group that i see every week yeah. that i'm in in communication with throughout the week and and that's really like why god has designed the local church and and wants us to be part of and committed to a local body. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, does it matter? Well, yeah, because our soul matters. Right. Yeah, and uh, this is how God has designed us to to grow and to be cared about and and to you know and to care about other people. Mm. Yeah, and to He knows we need to be led and and fed and taught and and that happens in in uh, the context of of the scriptures and so i often think of when it comes to church membership of hebrews 13:17 and the uh, instruction that the writer there is given kind of as a in, in the last few verses but he says obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you mm. And so the call to all Christians is, no, we need to obey and submit to those who lead us, you right. know, and, and ultimately we're submitting under Christ, you know, even elders and pastors, they submit to one another and they submit to Christ. Um, yeah. And that's, it's not just one leader, you know, there's not the top of the pyramid, you know, where it's like one guy uh, who is, who, who doesn't have to obey or submit to anybody. No, that's, that's why God has designed a plurality of elders and, and even all the elders uh, watch over one another and are accountable to the Lord. But this is, this is real, like, a uh, uh, serious weight here and responsibility for leaders because, like, and I take this seriously, like, I have to give account for those that God would put under uh, uh, under my charge here at Redemption. Right. Um, but it's also helpful, like, this is where church membership becomes real practical. It's because I'm not accountable for every, or I won't have to give an account for everybody's spiritual growth, every Christian, and, you know, even in New Braunfels, like, I don't have to. But those that are here and who make that known, um, 
And so that's why there's a whole process to this. And, uh, and so that's, there's, there's both sides to this. There's a real responsibility for uh, just regular church members, people that come and serve and are part here, and also for those who, who lead. But that's where the real practical things come up. And now, and that's where, that's where I understand even like kind of going back to, you know, some of the, uh, you know, the issues that people have with church and church membership is maybe because it hasn't been done well. Yeah. Because it's been kind of a joke, uh, you know, where it's not like anybody. All you have to do is raise your hand, you know, come on down front or sign a piece of paper or give a certain amount of money. And it has nothing to do with your soul. Like, is this person actually a genuine, humble, believing Christian? Um, Or second, it's like the elite club that you are a part of and you're signing your life away and you have no say. And, you know, you, um, you know, and that's, that's called a cult. Yeah. And so the reaction, the issues are to these kind of unbiblical uh, practices of church discipline, if you will. But if we get the get it right, and we just fully understand what biblical commitment's about, and what one anothering about is about, and we have a, a robust uh, uh, ecclesiology or understanding of what the Bible teaches about the church and church leadership and our responsibilities to one another, then the practicalities of how that plays out and you know, of uh, classes or, you know, filling out forms or meeting with the pastor elders and things, that all just becomes a part of the administrative playing out of it. Uh, but of trying to get to the, the, the heart of the commitment, like, are you committed to this body of believers mm-hmm. and growing and participating um, of worshiping, walking and working for Christ? in this body of believers right and if by all means then come on you know then Mm -hmm. then yeah we want you here um and then there's an understanding of that commitment you know and and it's like you know it's 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 not unlike marriage in some way in the marriage relationship um now there's not complete overlap here but it's the same way that you commit to uh in marriage like this is the woman that i'm married to this is the bride that i'm that i'm a part uh, that i'm that i'm committing my life to all others are off you know no other women are on, on my radar and things yeah but there's been a clear statement and commitment that we are we're in this together yeah i'm committed to you um but where when we're not it's like that uh that um you know that weird, awkward, like, okay, are are we committed? Like, are we exclusive? Yeah, are we here? Yeah, are we that's, just dating? That's, that's really that's that's the analogy I was going to use. Okay. Like, like dating. You know, it, it's church membership is really just a clear commitment, yeah. right? You know, and yeah. and like you said, you know, anyone who's dated before, you know, you have you're in you 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 reach that awkward phase of like, well, what are we? Right? Like, are yeah. we? like exclusive are we not exclusive is this just still casual can i can i hang out with somebody else um but really what we all want in relationships is is just clear commitment right like i want to commit to you you want to commit to me and then there's an understanding of what that means right depending on what the relationship is whether you guys are friends or dating or whatever Mm -hmm. but really that's what church membership is about is you are clearly uh, stating your intent yeah. and committing to a local body and and that is where like understanding what the bible has to say about um church church government how a biblical church um is run and acts yeah. and and does life and yeah. does church that's where that's important right and and yeah. that is where i think you know the practicality of the classes like our step two class where we mm-hmm. talk about why we do everything we do you know yeah. and then 
you know, the practicality of, of having an elder meeting where, you know, you sit with an elder and they hear your testimony to yeah. like know that you are a genuine believer or, right. or maybe, you know what, maybe they hear that you're not a genuine believer and, and they, they preach the gospel to you right there. And then yeah. you do, you do put your faith in Christ, right? Like the yeah. spirit does work through them and, and, and gives you a new mind and a new heart. But right. like all of these practical things um, are designed for your spiritual health yeah. and then ultimately for the spiritual health of the church, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, to be, uh, to have a group of believers that are continually um, being more sanctified to be holy and blameless for the return, right, right of the bridegroom. And, and then to fulfill the mission, right? We yeah. equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Right. And so, you know, we, we say lost people save, save people mature, mature people multiplied all to the glory of God. Right. Well, a, in the church body, we kind of start in the middle with the maturing the people that have been redeemed, maturing the, the disciples. Sure. We multiply them to then go, right. you know, evangelize and make more disciples to then mature them to then multiply and keep on going, keep right? Keep on going and keep on going, right, right. And that's the, you know, we've talked a lot about membership looking inward, mm-hmm. like the one another's accountability, the commitment to one another, which is which is a part of it, and it's obviously a big part of it. Um, but it's also uh, outward speaking when we talk about the mission and the Great Commission, which is what you're getting at here. Uh, it is like now we know the team that we have to right. go and make more disciples, to go and and plant other churches and and uh, be involved in missions around the world but you have to know like who's on your team in order to do that yeah it's it's like you have to commit to playing for the packers you know to be on the same team right or whatever you know yeah, the yeah. Packers are my team yeah, so yeah. insert your team there but you can't you, you you can't make a game plan to go win if you don't know who's on your team right but these guys have been you know they they've committed there's been a transaction you know they're they're they play for the packers and not for the cowboys or whoever else Mm -hmm. and they are committed to one another and also to winning and and uh, taking ground uh beyond us and the same is true in the church as god builds us up now we, you know, we are also sent out and working together. Um, we gather for encouragement and we scatter for evangelism. Right. Yeah. You know? And uh, uh, and and we know that hey, we are in this together and we're we're uh, advancing the mission down right. the field. Right. And and I think even as we've you know hopefully fleshed out the question and and really helped to understand uh, why it's important and and why we should love church membership. I think it would be helpful to just address some maybe um, hesitations people might have and then even even encourage people and give some just insight into what should we be looking for um, when going through church membership. Right. And I think the first thing to address for, you know, and I don't think this is why people don't like church membership, but I think a very real thing is that when you do commit to a body, you have opened yourself up to to being called out. You've opened yourself sure. up to you're just it's you're vulnerable, right? You're in yeah. the light now. You're not isolated. You're not doing your own thing anymore. You're doing your thing with the other believers, right? And yeah. I think oftentimes that can be the biggest yeah. the biggest kind of like obstacle for people because right. because you're saying like, man, they're gonna see everything. They're gonna know right. all my stuff now. Right. Um, you know, now I'm gonna be being like called out and maybe held to this expectation to to walk a life that is glorifying to christ yeah um and number one 
to any Christian, like that's what you want. That is the right. grace of God, right? Having other people to push you and to to encourage you and and to lift you up when they when you need it to right. live a life that is worshipful and glorifying to Christ. Um, we should want that, right. right? Right. And and number two, you know, the enemy wants us isolated because that yes. is where right. that is where this the spiritually we can really just right. you know break and fall and maybe realize that your faith was never even a genuine faith um and and so really if that's your obstacle i would just encourage you to to press into that and really just even take a a leap of faith um no pen intended but you know to really just jump in and to and to be a part of a local body right right ultimately that that hesitation there boils down to uh to fear Mm. we fear being known we fear being vulnerable. We fear what other people might say or what they might think of us. You know, we fear man, and uh, and God calls us into that to yeah. uh, to you know, perfect love casts out fear. And not that uh, a church and a body of believers is perfect in their love, but hopefully they'll get that. And you yeah. know, and it would be a safe place to be known, to be vulnerable. Um, but when we come in humble, not fearing those things, then uh, uh, then God does a good work in us. Um, because, like you said, uh, isolation is is no bueno, and and, and, and so First Peter five likens the devil. He says, "The uh, be watchful, or uh, um, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour." Mm. And we've all seen the you know, the National Geographic videos of uh, of a, a zebra or a wildebeest or some other you know African uh, a herd animal that's weak or sick or on the outskirts here, not under the protection of the herd, and that's who the lions are going after. Right. They want the easy prey, and so the devil he's prowling around and he's looking for a Christian not connected to his church, a Christian who is who is weak, who's isolated, who's struggling. Mm. Who's stuck in sin? Who's grieving hard? Who's you know just walking through a difficult season all by themselves? And man, that's who the enemy loves to just come and devour. Right. And so God, knowing that, has in His wisdom and His care for us, has designed the community of faith for us to come and participate in and to be a part of. And so, whatever like fears of that, fears you may have of like, oh, I don't want to be known. I don't want people speaking into it. Man, uh, fear the enemy <laughs> more than fear the church. Right. You know? um, fear him who can uh, who can kill the soul more than who can kill the body. Right. You know? And uh, um, and and take the jump and come and be a part yeah. of it right. I, another thing now i i think is that can sometimes be an obstacle and this is where i think you know for, from an elder i think this is this is a good just getting counsel for people and yeah. and how to you know pick where one wants to you know become a member and, and establish roots is is just a theological alignment right. right and and the implication here is that the person has a a theology or an understanding of of what they believe their biblical convictions and that's where you know there is an implication that you should be studying the word and should have convictions about about the word and 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 how that fleshes out into how the church is sure sure yeah 
yeah, we should have our own convictions and and be studied and taught and know what we believe and also humble enough to continue yeah. ev- evaluate them through sure. the scriptures, you know, and not just holding on to things because my parents taught me this or it's right. what, you know, what my mom always said or what I learned in Sunday school or, you know, well, this is what the denomination I grew up in believed. And I'm not telling you to be skeptical of that or to dismiss our, our heritage by any means. But we want to always be evaluating our com- convictions through the scriptures, yeah. um, if nothing else, to just solidify them. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm thinking, and you'll probably know the guy that I'm that I'm talking about in Acts, but that guy that's been preaching to to the church, and then the, these two ladies sent by Paul go and, and kind of like tell him, hey, like you haven't heard about these things about Jesus and who yeah. he is, yeah. and you're you've been teaching some some weird stuff. That's right. Here you go. Here's some new information. Right. And then yeah, he wasn't just that Apollos. Apollos. Yes, it's Apollos. Apollos. And then Priscilla, yeah, Priscilla and Aquila. And Aquila. Yes. Come along and yeah. Uh, uh, not too late. They're husband and wife. But, oh, there you um, go. Aquila's the uh, uh, he's the dude, but. Uh, yeah, they come along and 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 mature yeah. him in the faith. Yeah. He's got and a lot of zeal, yeah, but not full understanding. Well, and yeah. that's where you know, and like that's a great. I love that you said that. Like you know, having our biblical biblical convictions and then being humble enough to be shown the word and said like, hey, you have right. maybe you know you don't understand this, or right. maybe you see something else right. that that really does right. um, shift your thinking, right? Right. And so, to anybody who's like thinking through this and come like, well, what what should I be looking in in a church? Well, here's here's just a few simple things. You know, are they seeking to glorify God in all that they do, mm. or are they glorifying a pastor or people or even even the people? You know, the that message of well, you, you know, you can be whoever you want to be, and you know, where you start to look at it, and like, well, I think they're just elevating self, mm. but where God is glorified in everything from Sunday morning stuff, but where they are about the glory of God, that's a church you want to be a part of. And second, it's where Christ is exalted, you know, where God's great son is held up as our greatest treasure, as our greatest example, Mm. um, as the atonement for our sin. And these are just the people passionate about Christ. Like that's a church you want to be a part of. And and then a church that's spirit empowered, you know, um, now a lot there's there's maybe a lot of mystery in that. We take another podcast for that, but where the Holy Spirit is clearly at work, uh, where people's lives are being transformed, where the gifts are on display, and and uh, you know that there is just an energy and an excitement because God is clearly working, and these people are walking in the Spirit, where they're humble and uh, and genuine, where the fruits of the Spirit are evident, love, joy, peace, patience, righteousness, goodness, and self-control, mm. like those things are evident, right. um, and where the Bible is being preached, right. you know, where those, where, where the Trinity is at work and on display, and then God's Word is upheld as the authority. Right. It's being preached, you know, verse by verse, passage by passage, week in and week out. Yeah, it's the only source of truth. Right. Right. Guys aren't preaching Shakespeare or, you know, current events or their own opinions or own agendas. Like, it's like the word is rightly proclaimed. And then out of that, like, disciples are being made. Mm. Like, this is a multiplying church. Like, new people are coming to faith. People are growing. Uh, people are being multiplied. Those are the marks that you're really looking for, then in a in a in a church, and each right. of those kind of has nuances and things. But that's the that's the type of church where you're like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of these people are 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 seeking the Lord. They're worshiping passionately. They're praying fervently. They're open about their faith. They're digging into the scriptures. They're loving one another. Um, they are active with their faith. 
that's the type of people that you want to come and be a part of. Right. And and I think the the biggest thing to note in, in all of this is nothing that you said has to do with preference. Mm-hmm. Nothing has to do with the style of music, the yeah. style of the people, the style of the preacher. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to say that that's like there's n- no importance in that. But, right. you know, I think there's some practical like, you you know, you can you should go to a style of church that you're you know quote unquote into sure but the things that you should be looking for in a church to be part of to be a part of yeah. are these things right okay. is 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 god uh supreme is is christ the one the head of the church who people are submitting to right is the word like objectively true is yeah. it the only source of 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 genuine uh, revelation right is it yeah. where the church is going to 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 find truth and to to, to admonish and to encourage right, right. Um, where Christ is being proclaimed the gospel is being proclaimed and, and where disciples are, are being made and multiplied right. Right. like none of that has to do with my preference of music right. my preference of, of the lights right. um, and, and I think when you look for those things and you find those things you'll find that all these other things actually don't matter they don't really it takes care of itself right yeah. you know right. you don't have to worry about going to a place where it's a concert or or that kind of stuff because in in places at churches where where these things are important and these are the pillars yeah i think you'll just find that those other things take the back seat right right they fade in importance when it's about me and what i want then ultimately you're never going to find that church yeah because you're the only person that, that wants, wants that church, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so there's always going to be things that we have to, you know, sacrifice or look over and things. Yeah. Um, but when we get the vertical things right, when yeah. we get the things revolve around the truth, right? Then our preferences will always come alongside mm. that, and uh, we'll grow to love them because we love the Lord and we love the truth. And so, um, and that's 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 really what you're looking for when you want to align with a church. You know, does it matter? Absolutely, it matters. You know, and yeah. then when you find a church like that, jump all in. It right. won't be perfect. You'll probably be hurt. Somebody will offend you. Mm. Um, and then again, God has given us the one and others on how to work our way through that, how to forgive one another, how to reconcile, how to uh, confess our sin and things but we we jump in and so i think you know just in closing here is a church membership practice in the bible well absolutely we see it both an example and in uh, and and in teaching on how to be um and uh and then does it matter is it, well, yeah absolutely as well well thanks for tuning in to consider it a ministry of redemption bible church here in Bronx, texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.com. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.